Hello and welcome to the Spectrum Health Lakeland Emergency Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Trigger. I'm part of the EM Core faculty and social media director. We are a community program focusing on training excellent residents to care for anyone, anywhere, at any time. Our focus is to provide a community perspective on emergency medicine residency training. Today, I would like to welcome two guests to the show, Dr. Brian Freeman, one of our fourth-year EM residents, and Dr. Brandon Bowden, one of our third-year EM residents. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Dr. Trigger. Thanks for having us. We're going to talk a little bit about why each of them chose to come to Lakeland and what they found to be most beneficial uh, in their career over the past three to four years. Dr. Freeman? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me when I was looking at programs and where I wanted to spend my time training was that big family atmosphere. And I know a lot of programs talk about being inclusive and having a good rapport with all the residents in it, but seeing this one firsthand really kind of stuck out and seeing how the faculty interact with the residents, how the residents interact with other residents, it was it was very genuine from the start and that's that's hard to replicate elsewhere I think. So that was a huge factor for me. Dr. Bowden, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree with Brian. I and mean, that was a big draw for me. A lot of people describe the the fit when you go out and do auditions or when you see programs. Lakeland just has something that a lot of places didn't have or didn't have to that degree. It really is a true family. Uh, in every sense of the word, and everybody's really supportive, especially, you know, early on in your training, having that supportive environment just kind of helps to foster and fend against some of the the hardships of residency. Sure, that's great to hear that we have a extremely supportive uh, family community here at Lakeland. Uh, Dr. Freeman, as a fourth-year resident, how do you feel that this fourth year has benefited you while you are now out searching for jobs and currently have signed a contract, is my understanding. Yeah, just uh, just signed a couple weeks ago. Very happy about it. This fourth year is pretty unique. Uh, with it being a three-year program now, I think there's still going to be a lot of, of great benefits that a third-year resident's going to have uh, that I'm having in my fourth year currently. But for me right now, um, a lot of the emphasis is just kind of fine-tuning and tweaking and really kind of honing in uh, your skills as best you can putting in those finishing touches that fourth year to make you the, the best attending possible. And it's always nice to have that kind of crazy case come in when you're a resident. You get to bounce some things off of uh, other residents and other attendings of what to do and how to do it. You know, the fourth year for me is just more reps and kind of tweaking and fine-tuning those, those style points. Perfect. As you mentioned, we have transitioned into a three-year program. So Dr. Bowden, as a third-year resident, do you feel prepared uh, to progress in your career and start in the uh, world of as, as an attending? Although you still have one more year to go, do you feel ready as a third-year resident because of the preparation you have achieved so far in residency? Yeah, that's a good question. I will be doing a fourth year, but right now, uh, early in third year, you know, I feel pretty comfortable with where I'm at. Definitely from a procedural aspect, I feel that I've gotten more than adequate experience, exposure, and training. Uh, you know, the bigger things are just sort of being more confident in your decision making. I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, we get phenomenal training and all of us as third years, I think, would be able to function in any emergency department as an attending, but getting just more confident in your abilities and sort of mentally preparing yourself for the job out in the real world. That's kind of, I think, what a lot of us are going to focus on third year. So I think that all of us are more than adequately trained and, and ready. Perfect. I would agree with that uh, most definitely, that our residents are ready to practice at the end of their third year. But the fourth year has really allotted some additional training to hone your skills and to become more of a teacher. So, Dr. Freeman, explain that as a fourth year. How do you involve teaching medical students and junior residents? 
Like uh, Dr. Bowden said here, the the procedures and everything that med students want and you know really crave and what I craved and I was going through my training as well, I've pretty much done all of them aside from the the crank and the thoracotomy and kind of some of those those oddball ones. I am pretty well versed in the central lines and the intubations and whatnot. So for me, the the teaching aspect comes in helping the interns, helping the students get their first experiences and their first cracks of those things. You know, it's walking them through what were my common pitfalls and not getting a successful LP or my my kind of troubleshootings that I you know saw with central lines and a volume down patient and a collapsing jugular and you know little tips and tricks there so for that that fourth year to kind of still be in the department but to kind of be able to have that supervisor roles is kind of a nice hat to wear and it kind of keeps you fresh and you like coming to work every day because of it. That's great to hear. Dr. Bowden, do you have anything to expand on regarding medical student teaching and even your role as a third year in the department? I really enjoyed incorporating normal teaching, getting to a good point in your patient's workups where you can actually go aside with the medical students, talk about certain things, ask them if there are certain topics they want to learn about, and then a procedural aspect. If I don't have an intern on to do it with, I let the med student have a crack and having learned the procedures recently and as Dr. Freeman said, understanding where some of my pitfalls were, it's easy to sort of give your spin on a procedure that hopefully that med student or that intern can avoid some of the common mistakes you made when you were first learning to do them. So yeah, it's there's definitely way more time for teaching, I feel like, third year, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's just going back on what Dr. Bowden's talking about. You know, on paper, we're, we're a level three trauma center and you know, we don't have the the kind of bigger level one name to us. But in a lot of ways, I think that's really kind of helped me and, and turned, you know, all the people underneath me with students and interns and everybody help progress is because we don't have the orthopedic service. We don't have the cardiology fellows and the trauma surgeons and whole trauma team coming down to help assess things. And I think that's great. And I think there's definitely a place for that. But in terms of at least a training aspect, it's been really nice uh, for me going through the residency, but also me being able to hand off procedures and tasks and whatnot, you know, fast exams and things to the medical students because we have the ability to kind of dictate that. So level three on paper, but we're doing, I've seen too many gunshots already this summer. Yeah, so we've had a pretty hellacious summer regarding level one traumas, and I think that's the benefit of our program being able to care for all of these without the overseeing services come down and take away the procedures and the management. Now, Dr. Bowden, tell me about some of the off-service rotations since we're talking about an unopposed aspect, but what off-service rotations do you rotate on as a resident here at Spectrum Health Lakeland? There's quite a few off-service rotations. You're going to have your PEDS OB that you're going to have anywhere else. We do ICU four times during residency. That's probably the most beneficial off-service rotation, in my opinion. There's really sick patients up there. You're on with maybe another IM resident, two attendings, and I feel like as the ER residents, uh, the IM attendings rely heavily on us for procedures, taking care of some of those really sick patients. I mean, you get like 30 or 40 central lines that month. You're managing super, super sick, medically complex patients. There's a really good kind of almost ER-like atmosphere and camaraderie between the staff up there, the attendings, the nurses, uh, and the residents. So ICU's been probably my favorite off-service rotation. Trauma's good. You get some exposure at a level one trauma center. And then also we do a PICU rotation, also at a level one trauma center, pediatric trauma center, and toxicology rotation, which is hugely beneficial. Perfect. So you guys get a great experience on your off-service rotations and you're seen as leaders in in those roles, which is great to hear. Dr. Freeman, tell me, as we transition to a three-year program, how many shifts per month 
are the residents expected to do and what are the hours looking like? That was a big reason why I came here just as a fourth year program was kind of the quality of life that you get outside of the department as well. So starting for these third year programs now for at Lakeland, it's going to be 18 shifts a month uh, for your intern year, 17 your second year, and 16 your third year, all of which are, are 10 hour shifts. And we try to have people stop kind of picking up actively within that last hour. So there's some time to finish up notes and get out on time. And really the, the other residents here are fantastic and there's a huge camaraderie uh, aspect with this. So if there's anything that we can do to get somebody out on time or uh, even a little bit early, if we're, if we're lucky that day, uh, we try to do it. But yeah, there's, there's still ample amounts of time, you know, in the, in the month, especially, but during your day too, to, you know, go and hit the gym really quick or try to make dinner or anything that you can. So it's been pretty nice. Awesome. So you guys are working anywhere from 16 to 19 shifts, I'll say, depending on the month and how many residents are in the department. Lots of uh, free time to be active and enjoy the community. So Dr. Bowden, can you tell me uh, some activities that the residents enjoy uh, in the community and uh, what you guys do in your free time? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So I think emergency medicine in general, people who gravitate towards it tend to like doing stuff outdoors and they tend to be a little bit more adventurous and being in Southwest Michigan on the lake, there's no shortage of, of outdoor activities to do. Uh, a lot of us have paddle boards or kayaks. Frequently we'll send a text out and be like, hey, who's free? We're gonna go kayaking or paddle boarding. Uh, we do that together quite often as a group. Uh, and I think has already uh, been talked about to some degree, but boating, we have residents, attendings, family members up here with boats and quite frequently definitely during the summer months we're going out once or twice a month if not more uh, just enjoying the nice weather cookouts yard games uh, lots of breweries wineries distilleries which coupled with the uh, the nice weather and the lake you know make for a pretty fun and exciting place to be when you're not not on shift that's great to hear so lots of activities along the lake as well as uh, some mountain biking uh, courses and hiking, as well as uh, the sand dunes with a lot of breweries in the area. Dr. Freeman, can you expand on a little bit or talk about the relationship that the residents have with the attendings, both in and outside of the department? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely in the department, it is is very collegial um, all the time. But as I said kind of earlier in the, the program, it's really kind of a family thing and these people are you know your attendings and they want the best for you in training purposes they want the best for their patients they're they're not people that you're scared of on shift you're not worried about making a mistake in front of them or not knowing an answer to a question or anything like that uh, it's a, a very big camaraderie feel they definitely will push you and they'll definitely make you better absolutely but they'll they'll do it in a way that's not threatening that's not malignant and that's that's really refreshing to show up to a a shift every day knowing that, that you've got not even close to a toxic environment that you're walking into. Off service and, and off shifts there as well, uh, kind of echoing what Dr. Bowden was talking about in the ICU. I'd, I'd like to think that we have a really good relationship with, with our specialists and, and our hospitalists. You know, very much in the ICU, I, I think it's looked pretty favorably when we're up in the unit because they, they certainly like it when an EM resident's on to put in a line or intubate or manage kind of those sick sicker patients. And so that's nice to have them kind of see that trust that that they've they've recognized in us and you know i I think i think they're they're carry some weight when you're talking to a specialist and you say hey you know this guy's got an acute abdomen that they don't just say well what does that even mean do i even do i do i think that's true you know they they know what's coming from us and they know what's expected of us and what we've been doing in the past so if we say something is 
you know, acute or urgent or needs help and we need you now, they know kind of what gravity that's, that holds because I, I think we've been very well respected in that sense. Awesome. So Dr. Bowden, let's uh, just kind of rehash and recap what you feel the greatest benefits of this program are and what, if any, advice that you have for medical students as they are progressing through the application process. I think in my mind, the, the best parts of this program are you're going to get a fantastic training experience. You're going to know how to manage anything that comes into your emergency department, whether you're in a rural, low-resource low volume setting or in a metropolitan level one trauma center ED with all the bells and whistles. You're going to feel comfortable due to the exposure you've had here and the experiences. The attendings, by far and away, the the core faculty, they make this place what it is. Even with the same patients and the same volume without the attendings that we actually have, I don't think this place would be what it is. And just to sort of talk a little bit more about some of the relationships we have with them, I feel like I'm actual friends with most of my attendings. You know, doing things outside of work together, whether that be going outside and doing some sort of exercise or going out to dinner, trivia, they're definitely welcome and at times they're the ones that are actually coordinating it. I think that those are some of the things the family feel, camaraderie, and just you're going to be able to go and look like a rock star wherever you end up after residency coming from Lakeland. So, you know, the advice I would have for the medical students going into the application process is it's a scary time. It's a stressful time in light of what's going on with social distancing and in-person versus video interviews. Just really try and think about what you want in a program, what you're looking for. Try and identify your own strengths and weaknesses. And at the end of the day, you want to be in a place that you know you're going to get pushed But at the same time, you're going to have the resources there to where you feel like you're supported and you have that sort of fit that you're looking for. Because that's something I think that is invaluable when when you're deciding where you want to be is, you know, really listening to, I guess, kind of for lack of a better term, is what your gut is telling you and put everything on spreadsheets and papers. But where you know in your heart of hearts you want to be, listen to that. That's great advice for medical students out there is listening to your gut and making sure that you feel like the program fits you uh, more so than anything. Dr. Freeman, do you have anything to add? Yeah, kind of echoing again what Dr. Bowden is saying. You know, you need to go to a spot where you feel like you're going to get the best training. And, you know, every every program is ACGME accredited. Every program is going to make you hit your marks. And that's not going to be the, the big rate limiting factor. The big factor is how do you want to do that in your time there? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to have, you know, a lake by you? Or do you want to have, you know, big inner city type of demographics? Or what are you looking for? Because at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to be trained fantastic, you know, no matter where you're going. But, you know, how do you want your life to be lived in those last three or four years doing it? And so for me, I think one of the things that I learned going through as a medical student applying is paper's only going to tell you so much, you know, every, every program is going to list you know, their volume, what their level, their trauma level status is, you know, admission rates, acuities and things of that nature. But you really need to look off the paper and see, you know, what are these residents doing for fun? You know, do they really genuinely seem happy? What what other things can you kind of piece together that's not going to be on that program flyer? Because that's really what's going to make or break you in terms of are you going to be happy? You're going to be successful, but do you want to be happy as you're as you're going through this process? Yeah, so medical students just realize this process is new for everyone regarding virtual interviews and how we're progressing as a program through this. Dr. Freeman and Dr. Bowden are going to be joining myself 
on our social media accounts. So make sure to follow us uh, on Twitter as well as Instagram at Lakeland EM Res. And uh, these guys will be posting out some, uh, some great uh, information. So Dr. Bowden and Dr. Freeman, thank you guys for joining me again today. I appreciate uh, your kind words about the program. And you guys are stellar residents and advocates for the program. So please follow us and thank you once again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dr. Trigger. Thanks for having us. Good luck, everybody. All right. Once again, thank you for listening, guys. This is Spectrum Health Lakeland Emergency Medicine Podcast, where we focus on community-based perspective for emergency medicine training, where we take care of anyone, anywhere, at any time. Please join us again. Thank you so much.